first gears of war There's a nurse inside of a hearse in the floor There's a thirst whenever I curse at a dog Go to work, play Rihanna's work, then move on See, you can find me blasting bugs with the Delta Squad I've never supported a movement unless I felt the cause I know your girls are freaking beasts Cause when we made love, she growled my freaking name 30 times before I felt her claws No concentration from Chris, I need to focus more Most of my team goes hocus pocus on locust hordes The game's overflowing rappers, let me close the door So me and my bros can bust flows and smoke throw some more I wanna throw them back with Master Chief and Marcus Phoenix Putting a chainsaw on a rifle was a spark of genius I'm always meditating, sitting in the dark with Jesus I used to ditch and try to roll out to the park at recess Don't make me use my snub pistol on a locust I love video games, but the rap game is bogus The dudes on the top wanna act like they blow just amazing But there's so many factors that I don't trust like What the hell are you even making music for? I'm your host, Gino Boost from GameMusicForAll.com, and you're listening to a brand new season of Subcon, a podcast for video games, hip-hop, and other assorted nerdery. Mostly video games and hip-hop, though. Mostly. You asked for it, and you got it. Well, one specific person asked, and you all got it regardless. We're opening up an all-new season, season three, to be specific with another track from the Game Dork mixtapes. That was Locust by Nonsense from Game Dork Eat Sleep Kill Zombies. You can find his albums for free. Just check the show notes for links to all of the amazing music played on this episode over at gamemusicforall.com slash subcon. I've long been on the hunt for some Gears of War based rhymes to bump on this podcast. So props to Nonsense for being the first MC to drop some lines about locusts and chainsaw guns. It only took damn near 50 episodes to find a track like this. Not that I play Gears or anything, but I got respect for the series. Mostly. As I mentioned, several times. It's an all-new season. It feels like it's been a while, right? I mean, it's only been a month, but so much has changed. This podcast hasn't changed, though. Except, hopefully, that I'm better at it. I'm going to keep playing the best video game-based hip-hop I can find, and ramble about video games until I get deported. It's the only thing I know how to do. Speaking of change, it's time to toss my Wii U in the garbage and clear off some shelf space for the Nintendo Switch. Or not. I don't even need a TV to play the Nintendo Switch. Technically. In fact, I don't need anybody. Anyway, let's talk about the Nintendo Switch. There is a lot to cover since about a month ago when Nintendo had their big fancy Nintendo Direct, which actually didn't reveal much at all about the console because Nintendo loves to do that to us. Anyway, let's get into all of my thoughts about Nintendo Switch. As I record this, I'm currently intaking quite a lot of information. As a lifelong Nintendo fan, any new console comes with a certain feeling, of course. 
I have to admit that feeling has changed quite drastically these days, though, as leaks have become a constant in the fight for the latest and, well, just the latest video game news. I don't really care about leaks uh, because what a video game company decides to do is just not very important to me. I mean, I actually love the theatrics of it all. Uh, the way they release a teaser and they don't tell you what they're working on until they're ready to actually show it off. Things like that are kind of nice. I mean, do you want to see the trailer or do you want to see a trailer reaction video? That's kind of the difference we're talking about here. Uh, besides the occasional think pieces, most video game writing is just a mass of previews, leaks, and constant discussion about what's on the horizon. Besides the week-long flood of gameplay videos that accompany any major release these days, uh, news about a game dies the moment that game comes out. Lest there is a game-breaking glitch or game-breaking ending controversy that puts the game back on the map for all the wrong reasons, I'm sure Ubisoft wishes people would stop talking about how shitty Assassin's Creed was and is. Well, despite any effort of my own, and with no intention to do so whatsoever, I became privy to quite a lot of rumors and predictions about the Nintendo Switch. Basically, I'm pretty sour about video game news now. It's been a sad realization that I can get all the gaming news I need directly from the PR sources for these video games. And I'm not saying that a video game news website is no better than the PR arm of a game company. I'm saying that the PR arm of a video game company is better. Uh, this is the reality of pretty much all news providers though, so don't feel too bad folks who write articles about video games for a living. Ah shit, that's what I do. I guess you can say that video game news was on the forefront in that regard. Uh, despite this brave new world in which we can't possibly get information about the latest electronic games fast enough. I'm going to give my take on some of the latest Nintendo Switch news from Nintendo's well-manicured and glossy Nintendo Direct, while except that part with Suda51, which also ended up being my favorite part of the entire Nintendo Direct. Is it time to get back on the Nintendo bandwagon? Well, I never got off. I mean, I own a Wii U, and multiple 3DS's. If you want to jump on the bandwagon though, my arm is outstretched, imploring you to embrace your need to purchase more things so you can waste more time. Get in or get out, motherfucker. In the Nintendo Direct, we learned a lot about the Nintendo Switch system itself. We learned about the various ways in which you can play the game. We learned about the fancy HD rumble feature, which I really guess has to be felt to be believed. But at least someone's doing something about rumble technology, because just your standard rumbling stopped being interesting several game generations ago. And to be honest, it was never that impressive to begin with. I mean, when rumble first came out for Star Fox 64, back on the N64, it just felt like your controller was going to fly out of your hands. It was just a strange, strange thing. And then it got a little fancier when 
the Dual Shock for the PlayStation had its own rumble pack built into the controller, which gave it a more uh, vibrant feel. But let's be honest, rumble controls are not really that great at all. Except maybe as like a buzzing reminder that you're playing a video game still. Or for a quick time event, but quick time events by their very nature are terrible. So making a terrible thing less terrible is still pretty terrible. So I have a few questions about the system though. Uh, first of all, the question nobody is asking because nobody really cares is will Mies be supported still? I'm sure the answer is yes. I mean, we still got things like Tomo for uh, mobile phones, whoever still deals with that thing. And I assume that the upcoming Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will still have unlockable me costumes. And if many people get their wish and Smash Bros gets a release on the Nintendo Switch, I really need to be able to transfer all of my me characters onto that version of the game. So let's dig deep and talk about Nintendo's online services for the Nintendo Switch. And surprise, surprise, they were very vague about it, but did give us a handful of details that cause a great amount of pessimism in me. Uh, we learned that, yes, Nintendo will be switching to a paid service, uh, much like Xbox and PlayStation do with their respective systems. We also know that this service will not begin charging until uh, near the end of this year, 2017, which definitely means that Nintendo's online services will not be fully functional at launch. Now calm down, because that's okay. Uh, I don't think any modern console in a long time has been good to go on initial launch day. Uh, we need a lot of angry customers to give feedback about what's wrong with the system's UI, and then we'll get a couple of user interface updates. Uh, maybe they'll be able to shorten load times a little somewhere down the line, add a few features and functions, and hopefully by the time they launch their online service uh, in late 2017, they'll have their act together. Unfortunately, this is Nintendo, and we're talking about online services from Nintendo, which means they will never, ever have their act together, especially in comparison to the online acts of Xbox and PlayStation. One thing we have been able to learn is that we will get rotating offerings of classic Nintendo games available to download. I say download free, but you're paying monthly for the service. So as long as you're paying for the service, you can download one NES game and one Super Nintendo game, which may contain Netplay. Now the Netplay is pretty sweet and I'll get to that in a moment, but is that really it? I mean, I know you don't want to promise the moon, 
Nintendo because you probably haven't even started working on your online services yet. But is that really all you're going to give us? Is one NES game and one Super Nintendo game? Even if it has Netplay, which is something that has existed on emulators for like 15 or so years. And I'm sure that this quote-unquote Netplay you're offering is going to be being able to take turns playing Super Mario World and not being able to play through Contra 3 together or anything really cool like that. Although, if I could play Super Mario World with a friend and we could use voice chat, that would actually be enough to impress me considering this is Nintendo's online services we're talking about. But the problem is, an NES game? You're going to give us one NES game and that's supposed to last us a whole month? Like I haven't already beat Super Mario Bros. 1 or 2 or 3 a hundred times already? And bought it several times already, in fact. Like, to start, I think anyone that subscribes to Nintendo's online service should just have indefinite access to at least the 30 games that come packaged in the NES Mini. It should just always be there, ready for you to play on your Nintendo Switch, those 30 games. That alone would be a pretty good start for this online service. It's not going to happen, of course. They're going to give us one a month. Uh, so 30 is pretty much asking for a million, it feels like. That's just a pathetic offering, two games a month, even if they were two uh, GameCube or Wii games that they were giving us. That feels paltry compared to what the PlayStation the Xbox is already handing out. Which are same generation games that you can play and... Well, I'm not sure exactly what those monthly services offer, but I don't have to look because I already know it's way better and way more in line with consumer thinking than whatever Nintendo is planning to do. As outlined by this rant I'm doing. Like, if Nintendo wants to do this right, they should offer at least one game per month from every legacy Nintendo home console. You should be able to get one NES game, one Super Nintendo game, one N64 game, and one GameCube game every month. And heck, just give me a GameCube game every month because I bet Nintendo will still not have GameCube Virtual Console games, at least not for the first year of the systems. I mean, they finally did DS Virtual Console stuff and we got like five or six DS Virtual Console games for the Wii U. Thankfully, Advance Wars DS was one of those handful of DS Virtual Console games. But since the Switch is coming out, now I gotta wait for Advance Wars Dual Strike to come out again on the Virtual Console. So hopefully when I'm doing the podcast five years from now at the end of the Nintendo Switch's lifespan, I'll be able to shout from the rooftop that yay, they finally released an Advance Wars game for the Nintendo Switch. Even if it's a re-release because I absolutely do not believe that another Advance Wars game is ever going to get made. At least not as long as Fire Emblem is making intelligent systems rich. 
But let's move on because maybe you're not quite the pessimist I am and you do have hope for Nintendo's online services. They got a couple months to figure it out, but like I said, I don't have high hopes and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be big old naysayers about it as they wait for online services to work. As long as I could go online when Mario Kart 8 Deluxe drops, then it's all good. And now we gotta talk about the 3DS a bit here. Because a lot of people are taking Reggie's word that the 3DS is quote unquote here to stay. And let me just take you guys all back to 2004 where we're learning about the, the Nintendo DS. And at the same time, we got the Game Boy Micro, the the suddenly collectible last gasps of the Game Boy line of game systems. And Reggie, the new Nintendo higher up at the time, said, Hey, we're still making the home console GameCube, and we're going to be making this awesome new DS, and we're still going to be making the Game Boy. It's like our three pillars, and none of them overlap with each other. But the Nintendo DS took off and became one of the greatest selling systems of all time, and we never heard from the Game Boy again. And I think it's going to be a similar fate for the 3DS, even though... Reggie and other Nintendo higher-ups are all saying no no switch is a home console Don't throw your 3ds in the garbage because the 3ds is still great And we still have lots of games coming out for it And I'm sure if anyone cared to ask them about the Wii U they'd say they have lots of great games coming out for that still too For the ten people that own one because that's what they have to do. They still have 3DS's to sell. They're not going to just say, No, don't worry about buying those 3DS's because there's no more games coming out for it. Just don't even... Just let all our leftover 3DS consoles rot in the dump. Because the Switch is taking over. Like... <laughs> so... Okay, where... <clears throat> okay, what was I saying? Um... So, if the Switch does take off... Of course they're not going to be bringing up the 3DS, they're just going to let it slowly fade away, the same way the Game Boy did. And hopefully no one brings it up again, just like I brought up the three pillars he talked about earlier. Because I remember, I remember everything. Especially the lies that the corporate stooges tell us. That was a little harsh, but they are technically corporate stooges. I guess you could say something nicer than stooges. I don't think stooges is that offensive though. Anyway. Alright. The 3DS ain't gonna be around much longer. Um, and that's okay. Because we're gonna get some awesome 3DS-esque games. I hope. Maybe we'll get another Theatrhythm sequel. Fingers crossed for a Chrono Trigger one. Because... You know how Squaresoft loves their money. I mean Square Enix. Square Enix loves their money. Probably a Professor Layton sequel. Um, hopefully some nice platforming games. Like a Mario and Luigi. Certainly not getting an Advance Wars. 
so I know that. Oh yeah, and how are Amiibos gonna work? It looks like Nintendo stopped caring about Amiibos again. Well, they still release Amiibos, but... Like... They don't seem that interested in telling us about it anymore. Like before, they kept saying, Amiibos this and Amiibos that. Like every Nintendo Direct would be like, Oh, plus check out all these new Amiibos that are coming out. And now it's like, ah, eh, there's some Amiibos with this game, whatever. We're not really thinking about it anymore. Alright, so now let's talk about the games. Um, I have a big old list of the games we gotta run down that I wanted to talk about. We'll kick things off with Ultra Street Fighter 2, which seems to be a update to Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, aka the best street fighting game ever made since the original set of Street Fighter 2 games. And we get two new characters. Sort of. I guess technically they're new characters if they take up a new spot on the character select screen. Uh, we got Evil Ryu and we got Violent Ken. Which are just an eviler Ken and more violent Ryu that you can play as. But either way it's going to be awesome. You can play in both HD and classic settings. And as long as it's portable and the joy-con controllers have enough buttons to play a street fighting game then it's always good to go and that is a quality decision to make right there because who doesn't want to play street fighter 2 turbo hd remix i'm sorry super street fighter 2 turbo hd remix another great game that i'm gonna love being able to take with me everywhere is that we're finally getting a u.s port of the game puyo puyo tetris now I'm finally going to get an English version with English dubbing and everything. The first Puyo game in the US since Puyo Pop Fever came out on the Nintendo DS back in 2005. And I am definitely excited for this. I can take it anywhere and it's easy to play with the Joy-Con controllers. And it's going to look colorful and 1080p and it's going to be pretty sweet. And speaking of awesome games that you should be able to play with anybody, anywhere, like Street Fighter and Puyo and Tetris, there's also Super Bomberman. Um, I had completely forgotten about Super Bomberman. I knew Hudson Soft uh, sold to Konami and most of the devs went off to wherever they went. Bomberman was easily put on the back burner since it's not even a true Konami series. I was thinking about all the great series we're not going to get from Konami anymore because they are but a shell of their former selves. Games like Mystical Ninja and Gradius, classic franchises that have been long dormant and will likely remain that way until Konami's slow and final demise, but I had completely forgotten that they were also letting every Hudson Soft title that they owned go to waste as well, so I'm very glad to be reminded that Bomberman is a thing and that we will get a new Bomberman uh, thanks to Nintendo probably having to go to Konami and tell them they'll do it themselves, just let Konami, you know, publish the damn thing. Thankfully, Nintendo talked them into Bomberman and also was able to rehire lots of Hudson Soft 
uh, developers to return to make sure this is a true sequel to the Bomberman series. And one of the best things about it is that it will be 8-player Bomberman, which I guess only needs 4 controllers because each controller breaks in half. So I guess technically if you buy a Joy-Con controller, you're getting 2 controllers, sort of. Uh, we'll get to the controller later. Right now, let's talk about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the game I am most excited about. How could you get excited for a very incrementally updated version of a game you've already played for hundreds of hours, you might ask? Well, people continue to play Street Fighter updates. It's not like Street Fighter has gotten that different all these years. And Mario Kart 8 is my incremental update that I will pay $60 for if I want to because incremental updates can mean everything. For example, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe you can hold two items now instead of just one item at a time. This changes everything. In the original Mario Kart 8, uh, I had a philosophy that was as soon as you have an item, you use that item always better to use your item than to hold on to it in Mario Kart 8. But now that you can hold two items, that philosophy completely changes because if you could always have an item in reserve, then you don't have to be so worried about losing your item so quickly because everything in Mario Kart 8 makes you drop your item. Getting hurt, going off a cliff, bumping into crap, all of them make you lose your items and then you're just stuck without an item so just use it use it or lose it but anyway so this is going to completely change uh, my strategies in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe but I might not even need new racing strategies because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be hanging out in the online battle mode because battle mode returns to Mario Kart in its true form the full version of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will have every single DLC track from the original Mario Kart 8 and the two uh, DLC packs that came out for the game, which apparently adds up to 48 tracks. There will also be several battle mode tracks, uh, I think half new ones and half classic courses. And we're also getting a new character in Splatoon, I assume, much like getting to pick different colored Shy Guys or Yoshi's, we will also be able to pick which colored and which gendered Splatoon character. We've also got a few returning items, the Ghost, which lets you steal an opponent's item, as well as the Feather, which lets you leap high into the air and is often an incredibly useless item. But it's back, but it would be nice if we can get all of those uh, amiibo costumes back as well as hopefully amiibo costumes for several other amiibos that have come out since. Like maybe those Breath of the Wild Link amiibos. Maybe that could change Link's costume. Just, just a thought. And I wonder if there's anything else about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that they're not telling us about. Um, I'm hoping for the return of 200cc races. I'm hoping for the return of multicolored uh, shy guys that you can choose from but I assume this is gonna have all the stuff that you could have in Mario Kart 8 plus battle mode 
plus Splatoon, and that's probably going to be it. It's not going to be fun having to unlock all the stuff again, I can tell you that. Man, there are a lot of games coming out to talk about. Next up is Super Mario Odyssey. The first thing you'll notice is Mario walking around uh, next to regular human-sized humans, which looks very strange. It gives me a weird Sonic Adventure or Sonic 06 type of vibe. Um, but otherwise, the game looks really great. You know, it's just Mario jumping around in crap, and that's fun as hell. I love making Mario jump on platforms and climb up other platforms and then jump off of another platform to land on another platform and then there's a star at the end here we go so i'm obviously looking forward to it i'm sure it's going to be a really fun game um it's just the vibe man from those regular humans i guess since mario is in new york city i mean sorry in new donk city um and you can see what regular people look like. Man, Mario is definitely not from Brooklyn. That or like Mushroom Kingdom Gravity really took a number on this guy. Because now he's like as small as a toad. He was probably a lot taller when he showed up. The Mushroom Kingdom has like two times gravity. That's why all the toads are so small. And that's why Mario is shrinking. Maybe the princess is just a princess because she's the only person that can withstand so much gravity. It's in her royal blood. What was I talking about? Oh right, Super Mario Odyssey. It's going to be pretty fun. It gave me a lot of Super Mario 64 vibes also. Um, as much as I loved Super Mario 3D World and especially loved Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS, were really left to right type platforming affairs with you know timers counting down and all that stuff and I'm really looking forward to a Super Mario game where I can just explore at my leisure without any clocks counting down or any uh, platforms forcing me to move forward as much fun as that is uh, I really love the pace of Super Mario 64 where it could just do a bunch of triple jumps and crash into a wall and then sink into a pit of sand and then laugh at how bad that went and then immediately do it again because I thought I could clear that gap this time. Mario games are great. And then we have a brand new glorified tech demo. I mean a brand new IP from Nintendo, which I'm sure is going to get many sequels, is going to be a breakout game for the system, is ARMS, the motion-controlled boxing game, um, which I would describe as Rock'em Sock'em Robots if everyone played as Dulcine from Street Fighter 2. But I'll withhold my very, very harsh judgment for now. It's just this game gives me that launch fodder, excite truck type, glorified tech demo feeling. But we'll see how it goes. I mean, even tech demos could be incredibly fun. Then we got Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which 
hopefully isn't coming out too soon because it hasn't been quite a year yet since I finished playing Xenoblade Chronicles X and I am not ready for another Xenoblade Chronicles yet. I am just not prepared for that much insanity. But hopefully by the time the game comes out, I'll be prepared for that much insanity and crazy uh, plot twists and incredibly complex battle systems. Then we got Fire Emblem Warriors, which is a Dynasty Warriors game featuring characters from Fire Emblem, which is a good match. It's no Zelda Warriors, but I'm no Fire Emblem fan. I'm a Zelda fan. So we're not going to talk about that at all. Uh, Splatoon 2, which is coming out, which is a sequel to Splatoon, and I assume it's going to be a full-fledged sequel if they slapped two at the end because Nintendo really seems to have a problem with adding numbers to the ends of their stuff. Well, I guess that's a problem for everybody these days. Then we have the game 1-2 Switch, which the trailer made me think we're going to get a sequel to Wild Gunman. And I guess technically we are, but we're also getting a bunch of other crazy crap too. This one actually looks like it could be a lot of fun um, if you're into the party style WarioWare games, which most people are because they move fast and they're incredibly fun. I'm surprised this game isn't a pack-in title for the Nintendo Switch uh, like Nintendo Wii Sports was back in the Nintendo Wii days. And I think Nintendo Land was a pack-in for Nintendo Wii U, at least for a while. And I thought this would be like the go-to pack-in game to show off all the stuff that the Switch can do. But, oh well, you're going to have to pay a full $60 for this title. Um, I think another good idea that they could have done is to package this game with an extra uh, Joy-Con controller. And then you'd be all set. Because the Joy-Con controller for 80 bucks would feel a lot more palatable if a game with, came with a video game also. Alright, then we got Elder Scrolls Skyrim, which is pretty cool. I mean, I played a little bit of Skyrim and I'd like to play more. My buddy Frank from the Bystanders podcast swears by Skyrim. And he has expressed interest in having a portable version of that game which would really help with all that grinding especially when you can take the game to the bathroom which is what everyone plans to do then we got another port we're going to be getting NBA 2k games at least for a little while until it becomes unlucrative to do so and they stop doing it again um, it's basketball and I doubt the Playing it on the Switch will be any different or bring anything new or and may even be missing elements of the game from the other systems because that's always what they do to Nintendo with their sports games. Ever since the Genesis had Madden, Nintendo has just completely flopped out in the sports category. They tried a little while. They had Gang Griffey Baseball 
and Kobe Bryant basketball back in the N64 and early GameCube days. And they were pretty good alternatives to the other sports games of the time. A uh, big part of me does wish Nintendo would get back into publishing their own sports games, but now we live in a time where every sports game has exclusivity to their sport, so it ain't so easy to compete for sports licenses anymore. And then we have Legend of Zelda. I'm so hyped for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So hype. Man, it's been a long time since a major console Zelda game. Not to say that I didn't absolutely love Link Between Worlds because I absolutely did. And after I beat that game normally, I tried to beat it without buying any of the weapons or collecting any heart pieces or really doing anything that would help me win at the game and I still beat it again so I'm very proud of myself anyway what was I talking about I was talking about the new Legend of Zelda coming out Breath of the Wild B.O.T. Dub which always sounds like Ballad of the Windfish to me but it's Breath of the Wild it has a huge open world and it's going to be awesome. It's going to have a great storyline and it's going to do all those things that make me happy that I play Zelda games. Like I was saying, it's been since Skyward Sword. Uh, Skyward Sword, which I loved, was the last brand new home console Zelda title to come out. We did get HD remakes of both Wind Waker and Twilight Princess since that time. And we have also had handheld ports of classic console games, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the 3DS. We also had Link Between Worlds for the 3DS. And then we got the handheld online Zelda game, Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes for the 3DS. But now we're getting a brand new home console release of Legend of Zelda. It will be both on the Nintendo Wii U and the Nintendo Switch. I plan to get the Nintendo Switch version, even though I don't plan to get the Nintendo Switch at launch. Even if it sells out at launch, my fingers are crossed for that second shipment to come in once Mario Kart 8 drops in April and go back and grab any launch titles that were actually any good. Of course, Zelda is going to be great. So there's no question about that. It's been so long since the last one that sometimes my memories of being a total Zelda fanboy slowly start fading away. But then I see that trailer for Breath of the Wild and the fire in my fanboy heart is lit anew. And man, we still got plenty more games to talk about. Believe you me. Uh, we got Project... Octopath Traveler. We don't know a lot about this uh, Square Enix game just yet, but the art style looks absolutely fantastic with this odd uh, depth-inducing pixel art look that really makes it stand out graphically even when they're using such simple old-school style pixel art. It's being made by the developers of the Bravely Default series and it looks really pretty so fingers crossed that Square Enix nails it and 
we have a awesome old school style RPG to look forward to. Then, just before I started recording for this episode, uh, we got the vague announcement that the Story of Seasons franchise will be making the Switch to the Switch. There is a recent release of Story of Seasons, Trio of Villages, or is it Three Villages? Something about Three Villages. Um, and it's out in Japan. And us Story of Seasons fans here in America are patiently awaiting the translation of the game to get released stateside. So it makes me wonder if the developers will be porting Story of Seasons 3 Villages to the Nintendo Switch as well, or can we possibly hope for an all new console release of Story of Seasons? Dare to dream. Of course, I'll take either one, but if Story of Seasons 3 Villages is ending up on the 3DS and the Switch, I'll probably go with the Switch version. And then we got a bunch of Dragon Quests coming out. Uh, I haven't played a Dragon Quest since Dragon Quest 9. And before that, I played Dragon Quest 6. Both very great Dragon Quest games. Um, but we're gonna get three different Dragon Quest games already announced for the Nintendo Switch, which will be getting a port of Dragon Quest X, it will be getting a port of Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, and they have already announced that the in-development game Dragon Quest XI will eventually be released on the Switch as well. We've also gotten confirmation on tons of indie games that are being developed or ported to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, chief among them that I'm excited about is Fast Racing Neo, which will be going by the title Fast RMX for the Nintendo Switch. And I really adore this game, so even though I already own Fast Racing Neo for the Nintendo Wii U, I plan on downloading the game again once it comes out for the Nintendo Switch, especially because that portability, man, just being able to play it wherever and show off a game like this to my friends uh, is exactly what I'm excited for for the Switch. And speaking of amazing indie titles that I can't wait to drag my Switch around and show uh, my friends, we definitely need some type of port of affordable space adventures. Um, I just imagine breaking off the Joy-Con controllers and using the Switch touchscreen all together to pilot your affordable spaceship. But of course, I'm not actually sure if that's possible because as far as I can tell, you don't use the Switch gamepad while you're using the TV. So a port of affordable space adventures may just be a pipe dream. Uh, I could go the way of games like The World Ends With You, where the specific gameplay mechanics and controls can only be perfectly emulated by the specific system it was released on. And if that's the case for affordable space adventures, then you were truly too good for this world, you beautiful, beautiful game. But fingers crossed for a port, because I will absolutely buy it, and then tell all my friends to buy it. Just like all my friends should buy the original Affordable Space Adventures if you have a Wii U, or if you decide to get a Wii U when it gets price drop, 
make sure you go get Affordable Space Adventures because not only is it affordable, it's very, very nice. And to close out all the games I am going horse talking about, um, the announcement of the show for me was when Suda51 came out, started rambling like a crazy person, completely baffling the Nintendo Direct English translator, and leaving us with very, very few details about the game. Uh, luckily, an intrepid Suda51 or Nintendo fan took it upon themselves to properly translate what Suda51 was talking about. What we know is that it's not going to be a standard sequel in line with the original two No More Heroes games. At least from what he's said so far. I have a sneaking suspicion that Suda51 has only barely begun working on this game and hopefully he has more than a vague outline of what he plans to do. Uh, I'm not expecting any real footage of this game until maybe next year's E3. We might get like a trailer for this year's E3 but I don't expect to actually see any real gameplay for quite some time. Either way, I'm really excited for this game because Suda51 is one of my all-time favorite game developers and he has announced that he will specifically be writing and directing this game that it will take place in the world of No More Heroes and that it will include involvement by different indie developers which has me really confused and excited in the Nintendo Direct uh, which I didn't understand the first time because of the translator uh, and his bafflement at everything Suda51 was saying. Suda51 talked about how he spoke with lots of different indie developers and wants to bridge the gap between major developers and indie developers which can lead to all sorts of speculation on how that would fit into the world of No More Heroes. Could Travis Touchdown have to fight characters from different video games? Um, could this game itself be some type of fighting game, even a wrestling game, as Suda made numerous references to wrestling in his Nintendo Direct speech. Um, if you remember, No More Heroes 1 and 2 both had uh, mini games that you can play uh, between missions. Uh, no More Heroes 2 took it a bit farther by letting you play uh, mini games in the style of classic video games. So I wonder that in this No More Heroes 3 that could be coming, could indie developers be developing the in-between games that you have to complete before you could take on your next assassin mission? Because that would be some pretty cool integration of indie games and major games. And I find this really fascinating too because he announced not specifically that there will be a No More Heroes 3, but that Travis Touchdown was coming back. Um, in older interviews with Suda51 after No More Heroes 2 had been released, uh, they asked him about a No More Heroes 3 and he said he wasn't averse to the idea of coming back to the world of No More Heroes, but that if a No More Heroes 3 were to be made, 
he would prefer to have a new character in place of Travis Touchdown. So I wonder is that still true? Um, because if this is not a true direct sequel to No More Heroes 2, then that would explain why Travis Touchdown would make a comeback. Because if there is an eventual true No More Heroes 3 to come out, then it would still not star Travis Touchdown. It could still star another character, either new or from the previous games. Either way, I believe with his focus on working with indie developers that this is not going to be a straight up sequel to No More Heroes 3. Um, it's Suda51 we're talking about, so he's got to have something interesting up his sleeve. And if he's working with a lot of other developers, then this should be just very fascinating. Just like everything else Suda51 works on. And that brings us to the end of all our video game talk. There's still a ton of other games. Like I said, mostly a lot of indie games and third-party games like Lego whatevers uh, that are getting ported to the Nintendo Switch. And I don't want to talk about none of that. I am so very tired of the comfortingly redundant takes on every console launch. We've been through this quite a few times before at this point. Every console reveal restores faith to the faithful and extra, um, jades to the jaded. Uh, jades are nice though. Probably worth a good amount, right? Precious gem. Sounds expensive. Not worth as much as faith though, some might argue. What was I saying? Oh, right. So, attack launch is nothing more than tea leaves. We see what we want to see in them. Uh, only got $250 in your gaming budget? Well, $300 is too damn much then. Uh, been dying to play some Super Mario 64 type sandbox video game action? Then get on board the epic new sandbox Super Mario hype train. And if you hate Super Mario games and can find the money for a switch between your couch cushions, well, you're probably pretty indifferent to this whole charade then. Uh, every console launch is the same. I'm pretty cynical about quote-unquote innovative new technological breakthroughs at this point. Now that we have 3D games and they don't look like nihilistic cubist expressionism, not much else to do now. Graphics get better, unnecessarily better I would argue, and the games get even larger. So now, quote-unquote, mainstream consoles, aka the PlayStation number whatever number is out right now, and the Xbox number whatever number the PlayStation isn't using, are going in the same direction. Bigger, huger, and even more gigantic. Nintendo is trying to do the opposite, creating novel new forms of gameplay, uh, which alternate between gimmicky one-offs to fully immersive new experiences, uh, they toss in a Mario, a Zelda, and a Mario Kart so no one freaks out. Uh, this has been the basic route of console launches amongst the big three ever since they tossed Sega to the side of the road like the burning garbage it was back in the Dreamcast days. Well, both development paths have led to some incredible games in a variety of genres. Probably. And now that we are through that murderous swamp of opinions, uh, let's get back to the music. Uh, next up is the 
Chrono Trigger inspired collection of rappers assembled by Kay Murdoch in his new album. If you listen to this podcast though, Kay Murdoch has to be sitting at like the tip top of your must listen list of music. Uh, I am in love with this track in particular. It's so very, very hot. I also chose this track specifically because I have been on an endless Dragon Ball kick thanks to the new Super Dragon Ball series. So Doug Funny's rhymes speak to me on a lot of levels here. Uh, this is I Got a Form featuring Doug Funny by Kay Murdoch from his latest album Hero Music Volume 2. Water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Be formless. See yourself in the work you are with someone else. You can never catch a break because you broke yourself. Wake up where your heart at. I'm from the hood, my dude. You know we fight back. Better anybody that say they don't like rap. It's the only thing we got because we got to like that. Show love to everybody, the haters and all that. Play video games the way you nightcast. Call me hip hop gaming, the best to be all that. Do you listen to the lyrics? I'm killing this ball track like, oh, do you feel it? Or can you believe it? You see, my tongue is like a sword and I'm slicing all of my demons. You see. Sometimes it's hard to be what you need to be Cause we only see what we wanna see And we want everything good money can bring But to be the very best, gotta better your team Better know like I do all the things I dream I'm in the zone right now, spitting balls, games I'm a fiend for the mic, real wanna write Never be illuminated, illuminate your life A night can cut deep, like raw speech I'm the rules of the world Cause I'm blowing up through the streets So, so Welcome back. You just heard a track I found over on Datpiff, a difficult to navigate website that is hiding plenty of video game inspired hip hop tracks. Like this track by Money Malls Beats featuring hip hop gamer called The Very Best 
from All-Star Video Game Instrumental 2. Money Mall's Beats made three albums full of a seemingly random assortment of video game beats and mashups. I expect more from him in the future. Check the show notes, gamemusicforall.com slash subcon. Go grab those albums as well. Like I said earlier, Advance Wars DS is finally on the Wii U Virtual Console. It's finally here, but who cares? Because it came out like a week after Pokemon Sun and Moon came out on the 3DS. So I've been stuck on Pokemon from the moment it came out to right now and probably a few weeks into the future. And then it's just recently been announced that Story of Seasons Trio of Towns drops on the 3DS at the end of February. So I'm going to get off of one addiction and just hop right on the wagon with uh, Story of Seasons. I'm going to be knee deep in farms and vegetables and cow milk, hurricanes, and bachelorettes through most of March. And of course, March brings the Switch release. And then once I have the Switch in my hands, I want to have Advance Wars DS on the Nintendo Switch. Who cares if it's on the Wii U? I mean, sure, I have the original portable version for the Nintendo DS, and I also have a version on the Wii U if I ever want to play it on a big screen, but I don't have the ability to do both of those at the exact same time on the exact same console. So get to work, Nintendo. If I can't be satisfied, neither can you. I'm being kind of passive-aggressive, I guess. Uh, because, of course, what I really want is an all-new Advance Wars title. But considering Nintendo uh, just announced, like, 15 more Fire Emblems, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. But let's forget about all that and how the release of the Wii U Virtual Console did nothing except ruin the end of my Advance Wars retrospective. Well, not really but you should read it to find out. So let's get into some website updates. Uh, This is the beginning of a new season and a new year, and there are so many updates to talk about. So here's some things you can expect from me through 2017. As you should know by now, the Subcon podcast is posted every other Wednesday, and after my brief hiatus through January, that schedule shall resume. Lucky you. Of course, you can read two video game music album reviews by me every single week. You can look forward to those every Tuesday and Thursday on GameMusicForAll.com. And every month, you can expect a feature-length comedy article dedicated to whatever video game I've been thinking about lately. And if you head over to YouTube.com slash GameMusicForAll, You'll catch a brand new video from me every single month. And my other podcast, The Bystanders Podcast, will also resume posting every other Saturday, uh, starting the Saturday after this Saturday. And one more thing I'll be doing every month, because as you can tell, I have begun to talk far, far more often on this podcast. So for those of you who actually do want to go back to the simpler days 
of a few liner notes and a lot of music. That's why I've created Subcon Mixtapes. Uh, the first one is out right now. If you head over to GameMusicForAll.com slash BadBuffaloMix or just search for the Bad Buffalo Mix on YouTube or SoundCloud, I'm sure you'll find it. And you can listen to roughly 10 minutes of amazing chiptunes, video game music, mashups, and more, all dated... <clears throat> all dedicated to all dedicated to Earthbound and Final Fantasy and a few other 16-bit RPG classics. So once again, make sure you head over to gamemusicforall.com slash badbuffalomix. And you can look forward to a brand new Subcon mixtape at the beginning of every month. You can look forward to February's article coming out very soon. But January's article is still worth a look. Make sure you check out my article dedicated to Final Fantasy VII's commercial. I wrote a solid discussion about the impact and implications of the original trailer slash commercial for Final Fantasy VII in the United States. So make sure you check that out and make sure you check out the latest album reviews up on the website. Check out articles about these albums. La Fantastica Dystopia del Hombre Pez by Bagre. Uh, Memory Card by Back Alley Cat. I talked about Who Loves the Sun by J. Arthur King's Band. Blasters and Daggers by Super Mad NES who I actually got to see perform live recently, so I'll be talking a lot more about them in the future. The debut EP by AC Means, Meet the Light. And I did a lengthy review of the debut studio album by The Runaway 4, their latest album, Chaos Theater. And we've kicked off what I like to call Temp Sound Solutions Tuesdays, which is when I talk about some great temp sound solutions music at the on the last tuesday of every month and we kicked this celebration off with 6-5b by cns stock reports i also talked about the world 1-1 compilation out of chile by pixel kimato and right before this podcast goes live i should have a post up about k murdoch's amazing new album hero music volume 2 which of course i play on this episode so man k murdoch's everywhere um if you've been subscribed on youtube you'll also notice that i've been uploading classic clips from the subcon podcast up on youtube so if there's actually some reason you want to go back and hear me talk about anything you could hopefully find a clip being posted soon up on youtube And if there's actually some clip you think should be up on YouTube or I actually do something interesting and not just, you know, this, then let me know and I'll try to get it up there. And if you want to see me attempt to do this live with all the incredibly numerous foils and fumbles, you can catch me on Twitch. I'll be live streaming at some point on the 24th of February. So... Make sure you're following me on Facebook or Twitter to get a more specific date nailed down. There's a time that works for you. 
I'm all ears. But that's enough about me. I talked over some really great music this week, so make sure you check the show notes and check out all of this wonderful music you've heard on this week's episode. A lot of it is free to stream. A good chunk of it is free to download. So just hit up those links. Check them out on Facebook and SoundCloud and like them on there. Tell them Gino Boost sent you. You know, if people like to tell other people who sent them to those people or something. Uh, so let's get into the background music. First up, we heard Punch Out by Money Mall's Beats from All-Star Video Game Instrumentals. Next up, we heard the entirety of 1-31-17 by CNS Stock Reports. That CNS Stock Reports album was an epic Nakamura tribute. Rest in peace, Nakamura, the founder of Namco, which means he had a hand in creating innumerable classic games. And be sure to look out for my review of this on a future Temp Sound Solutions Tuesday, of course. As always, make sure you check those show notes at gamemusicforall.com slash subcon. Next up, we heard Battle Royale by Runaway 4 from their latest album, Chaos Theater. And then we heard another new beat from a new mixtape by Doughboy the Producer. That track is Donkey Kong Country 2 Hip Hop Beat. Then we heard a classic from the CRW album Video Game Remixes. You gotta love those straight to the point album titles. Uh, that was Kai Highway. And when we came back from the break, we heard Todofunsky, you and Todofsky create exquisite music. And that was a remix of Super Mario RPG music by Yoan Turpin which you can find on the latest OC Remix compilation, which, yes, is a tribute to Super Mario RPG, known as Super Mario RPG Window to the Stars. Not the name I would go with for a Super Mario RPG compilation. And then we heard another great track from that compilation. This one was by Gario, and it was called Nimbus Can Wait, which is a remix of Let's Do the Fluff Fluff. After that... Now that everyone has finished Final Fantasy XV, I've finally been able to find at least one Final Fantasy XV remix. This is known as Final Fantasy XV Ballad by Money Mall's Beats from his album All-Star Video Game Instrumentals 3. And to slow things down and close out the show, we are hearing another track by subcon favorite Tud aka Mr. Sonic 699 that was Crystal Gate and and the show this week we're going to be hearing the credits theme to Super Bomberman 2 composed by Yasuhiko Fukuda but before we get into that the final track is by an artist I discovered late last year and mentioned my hopes for new tunes from Frivolous Shara in this new year well it didn't take long for her to drop a vibrant new single that gets me plenty hyped to sit down and prepare for a whole new year of podcasting. Uh, be sure to check out the show notes for a link to the track on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to another Subcon podcast. This is New Year by Frivolous Shara. 
endlessly growing impatient. There's no hesitation, just musical alliteration. Since that kid in the basement making beats on a mini piano on the floor, yes, that heat is my bro. Yeah, I bless his soul. He's the greatest guy I know, and he's also doing shows. For family smiles to make a family smile. We're on a bigger platform now, artistically styled. Crazy today, I took the serious rapping with my older cousins. It was so hilarious. I would get the words wrong, but felt so gregarious. It's coming from the shy girl who lives so vicarious. 2004, my love for hip hop was completely sustained and it will never stop. Had to hide it from my parents though. On some Juliet and Romeo, that would only make it grow. Lil I rock when the fans home, she knew when the fans gone. You know how it goes on. If you had strict parents like mine, the music taste allowed me to shine. Dad in the jazz, mom in the soul, sister on being rapper, brother classical, and me rock, rap, metal, electronica, yo, everything you know. Ain't got a way to know. New year to make a new change. If it's tired of doing the same dang thing, today is your day. You gotta branch out, shake it up until them leaves turn north south. Ain't gotta wait a new year to make a new change. If it's tired of doing the same dang thing, today is your day. You gotta branch out, shake it up until them leaves turn north south. Oh yeah. Thanks for listening to the Subcon Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to me at patreon.com slash genoboost. Find song links and show notes at gamemusicforall.com slash subcon. Follow me on Twitter at Genoboost and Instagram at RetroBitsLA. And of course, you can find the latest video game-based albums at GameMusicForAll.com. You're now leaving Subcon. Um, kind of can't believe that went that well.